0: hi everybody welcome back to the little green pasture well I'm back again after just a couple of days but it's so hard to stay away when the wind is blowing and the waters are flowing I don't like to have set days if the wit, like I said if the wind is blowing I want to go with the wind of the Lord if his current is flowing I want to ride upon that current with him Besides, we all want to really break out of the things that try to hold us in on this day or that hour. I say, let it flow. If you're moving in the spirit, let it flow. If you have a word, let it flow. Just like it says in uh, uh, that verse that says, how was it brethren? It's first Corinthians chapter 12 or chapter 14, but it says, how was it brethren when y'all come together? what if you have a psalm what if you have a doctor what if you have the tongue what if you have a revelation what if you have an interpretation look the spirit is always moving the spirit is always willing but the flesh is weak and when i say that i think about how much we give up because we frame ourselves in religiously in such a way that we literally block the life of god from flowing out of us into this world So before I get started, I'm going to pray. And I would ask that you join me in honoring Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father in heaven. I thank you that you are the father of mercies. The God of all comfort. And we thank you for your Lord, for our Lord Jesus Christ, your son. And it is him. That we focus our attention to. And it is to you I bow. And I ask that you would let your life giving waters flow through me, through this vessel of mercy prepared aforetime unto glory, and to all the other vessels of mercy prepared aforetime unto glory. Be amongst us, Lord, your servants are listening and we love you and we pray that you would speak through us and I pray that you would speak in my heart that I would be a vessel pouring forth the ointment of your name for your glory's sake in Jesus name. Have you ever been in a place that you needed mercy that you were so desperate and that even the people you turned to not it's their fault not that not that it is their fault but they could not give you mercy they didn't have a mercy that was godlike I've been there I have been there so many times in my life, where I sought for mercy, just like Jesus who sought for comforters, but he found none. And that word comfort uh, is an alignment with mercy. Mercy brings comfort. The Father of Mercies, the God of all comfort, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there's all kinds of mercies, right? Like we can show a kind of mercy of our own self, not of God, but an action, something maybe we do out of emotion more than just really. It's an action. Yes, you're giving, you're doing, you're helping. And in those ways, it's you're doing it, but maybe your heart's not really in it, but you're seeing something or someone in need and therefore you give but there is a godly mercy and if you have ever received his mercy it changes your life forever and he will use whatever means he will use people who are don't even are not don't want anything to do with God because he is the Lord and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness therein thereof And I'm not going to go through any things in my life, but just to tell you that the times I received mercy, it was a mercy that never left me. It was a mercy that was living inside of me, a mercy that opened up my eyes and caused me to change. Because when you are so down and you're so low, whatever it is, maybe it's been an illness. Maybe it's that you've been rejected by all your friends. It could be a host of so many things. But there was one moment that God showed you mercy and you knew it was from God. And it changed you forever. Let me share some things about what the Hebrew understanding is of mercy. The word is rachemin but and it's a noun and it can also be used as a verb as it often happens in prayer. When it is a verb we say rachem for have mercy. It's amazing. That the emotion of mercy or compassion, which is rahit, rah, Amin, is derived from the name of the most motherly organ in the human body, the womb, rachem. This is where the strongest connection of compassion and love are bonded between the mother and the baby, respectively. And then it is interesting to mention that In all occurrences of rachamim in the Old Testament, it is mentioned as a gift, where the text says, give mercy, unlike the English translation. The Hebrew text actually says, and I will give mercy to you. So note that there is a difference in showing mercy, which indicates emotion, and to giving mercy, which indicates a choice of action. For instance, rachamim is a noun, and Jeremiah 42 12 says, and I will show mercy to you. And in Mark 8 2, Jesus says, I have compassion on the multitude because they have stayed with me now three days and have nothing to eat. So mercy and compassion are the same meaning as rachamin. Now I don't expect you to remember all that, but for the point of showing. What the depths of mercy really mean. And then there's another one called chesed, and it's family, which means husband, wife, brother to brother, sibling to sibling. That family love, like Joseph had with his brothers and other, uh, I'm sure Mary, Martha, and Lazarus had that compassion one for another and mercy that kind of love that they only comes from a true family birth and we have that mercy and it is given to us in the new birth by regeneration renovation and sanctification these are big words yes the regeneration means being born again and the renovation means that we've become a new creation And the sanctification of our hearts is in the ongoing life of growing up in the word of God and walking in all of his ways. I want to make a note about something. There's an important verse I'd like to share at this point. It's Psalm 89, 2. It says, for I have said mercy, that's a capital M, shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. And that capital M, mercy, is in Psalm. And David is saying, mercy shall be built up forever. And Jesus is mercy. Just like he is, he is a personification of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those things, the very life. The mercy seat that Christ sitteth upon, that he sits be- on the mercy seat between the cherubim. And I would hope that in our hearts that are sanctified, that it is a seat of mercy for Christ. And if Christ is truly Lord of your life and your Savior, that you have a seat for Christ inside but that it is always the mercy seat for he is built up forever. Paul says in Colossians 3, 12 through 13, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved. The first thing he says is bowels of mercies. And he's talking about the Rechem, that those motherly bowels, the depths of a great love. Because it is a love. Mercy is born out of love. It says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another, or forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as for Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Look at that list. And what does it start with? He said Put on the bowels of mercy as the elect of God, as holy and as beloved. There have been times in my life where I have felt myself shut out that mercy to others. I mean, come on, let's be real. I'm not here to give flowery speeches. And I think that when we're open with one another, Christ can come in. And that he can move by his spirit in your life and in mine. I mean, don't you just love it when somebody goes, let me tell you what I used to do. It was terrible. And you're the one doing those terrible things. And now there is a breaking open. And now you could receive the mercy of God for being transparent. I'm not saying to be transparent about every single thing in your life. There's some things that should never be shared with another person. They need to be remain in the sea of forgetfulness forever. But I'll tell you, there were times where I was not merciful. There were situations, a person, a thing, whatever it was, I'm not going to explain what I did, where I had a choice, but I didn't show mercy. And I realized looking back at that, that there was hardness in my heart. And that. I was just closed up and cold. And as the elect of God, holy and beloved, that's the first thing, that's the first thing. I don't know why I feel so emotional about it, but because I have tasted of his mercy. And yes, there were times where I said, no, I'm gonna be merciful. And even God says in Deuteronomy, uh no i think it was it was yes in deuteronomy he said you're going into this land and you're you're going to be there's going it's a land of strangers and you're going to be kind to the stranger and you're going to give to the stranger by the way when you do give to them stretch forth your arm and open up your hand wide and in that mercy even in the Old Testament, God is revealed that He is of uh, the God of mercies. And that He is full of mercy and tender-hearted and very kind. As I was preparing this thought, I was just in thought today. You know, my messages aren't, you know, I, I like I like to receive from the Lord, from him coming into my heart. You know, I don't want anything else than what he delivers to me. For I've prayed, I've prayed for you that the Lord would feed you today, that the Lord would feed me. And you know what came in so strong? Mercy and giving. Giving mercy, not just showing it, like, like that noun. We could show mercy. Maybe that's splitting hairs a little to you. But there's something of the new life that happens inside of you. And this is a gauge for you as much as for me. There's fear in being merciful because we're afraid of giving something to somebody that they may take and abuse and not be thankful for. Notice it's, it talks about in Colossians in that scripture, it says, it says, Oh, where was it? Here it is. It says, it says, put on therefore. Now, we put on Christ, don't we? That we're to put off the old man after the sins and that old man, but to put on the new man, which is after Christ. And the first thing is to show mercy because we have received mercy, pardon, forgiveness for our sins. and. The next thing that comes with mercy is really, it's an act of kindness. And, and a merciful person is a humble person. They have a humble mind. They're not thinking what it's going to cost them if they give or what people think about them. They're meek. They're long-suffering and they forbear one another, and they're always forgiving one another. And if there's any quarreling between each other, they forgive each other. They're not dragging each other to court, as Paul says. And this mercy really is the life of God. And I was thinking today about what it says in Romans 9:22 and 23. What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore repaired unto glory, so we see that there's two different vessels and there's there's vessels of wrath and these vessels of wrath God is always it would be those he's always pursuing trying to reveal himself to them uh working by his spirit's power to draw them unto himself but they're always filled up with wrath they're filled up with jealousies and envies and revenge and they get dark and they're just darkened in their hearts and but it says that He is willing that he endured with much, he endures with much long suffering. He endures them. Why? Because he's a God of mercy and he is working for their salvation. So we see that the vessels of mercy are the born again believers who are exercising their faith in God. Again, it's a sanctification. It's an ongoing action and a work. And it's coming from bowels of mercy that have been put on in the new birth. And there's a preparing. This has nothing to do with uh, uh, predestination at all. You know, it says unto glory. It's that, And what he means unto glory is a meaning is unto happiness, especially to the happiness of heaven. In other words, there's a scripture in Hebrews two ten. It says, "It became Him in bringing many sons unto glory." And in Romans five two, it says, "We rejoice in hope of the glory of God." And in 2 Corinthians four seventeen, our light and affliction worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And another one. This. You know, and there's others in Thessalonians and Timothy and Peter, and I'm not going to read them right now. But this eternal state is called glory because it blends together everything that constitutes honor, dignity, purity, love, and happiness. And this is the ongoing flow of the believer. And this word glory, notice it's not used in scriptures to denote external uh national privileges or to describe any external call of the gospel such instances are, are not going to be found so what paul is meaning here by vessels of mercy is meant individuals destined to eternal life and not whole nations externally called to the gospel It's an act of preparation. And again, it does not regard the eternal predestination of them to eternal life. Because there's many that turn aside out of the way. I'm not once saved, always saved. I believe everybody has a will. And people can wander out of the path and away. Now it's up to the Lord at the end what happens. But I am not once saved, always saved. I love what Gil says in his ex exp- exposition. When he says unto destruction, he says the whole of God's conduct is free from blame and censure. The vessels of wrath he shows his wrath upon are such as fit themselves for destruction and whom he endures with much long suffering and patience. Therefore, he cannot be chargeable with cruelty. The vessels of mercy he brings to glory, none of them are taken hither until they are prepared for it. In a way of righteousness and holiness, and therefore he cannot be charged with acting contrary to the perfections of his nature. People will be dealt with the, dealt with according to the characters at the end of life. So, what I was reading today and thinking today and processing about his mercy, it says unto the merciful, I will show mercy. And I thought about how it said the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. He talks about earthen vessels, by the way. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And in 2 Timothy two twenty, it says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared. See, there's that work prepared aforetime unto glory, prepared unto every good work, and that's the earthly life. But I want to throw something in on it. This morning I was reading in Psalm 128, and I refer to it as. The family blessing. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but what it says here in verse four Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. And I started to weave these two things together mercy and fear of the Lord. And I was thinking to myself, Blessed is the man who feareth the Lord. And Isaiah talks about the fear of the Lord being his treasure. And I thought, you know, when we're walking in the fear of the Lord, it's not the shaking, trembling. It's in reverential awe and respect with the most profound roots of love in that awe and respect and admiration. And we ad- have adoration for Christ. And and that new birth is moving in the fear of the Lord. And when we fear the Lord, we fear nothing else. And then that, those mercies can flow. We're not worried who's seeing us talking to somebody who hasn't bathed in two years. I mean, there's so many stories I've seen where people have not shown mercy, but they were vessels of wrath fitted unto destruction. They were filled up and pouring out. So, because vessels meant to be filled up. If there's any empty vessels, it's our fault. Jeremiah says, I have seen two evils. I've seen an evil. He spoke about vessels, cracked vessels that can hold no water. And I believe that when we're leaking out all this water, it's because. There's sin in our life. And we're not showing mercy to other people, putting on the bowels as the elect and beloved of God, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness, meekness. What are we doing? Because, see, there's two different vessels, vessels of wrath and vessels of mercy. And we are showing mercy, which is the very life of Jesus Christ you see mercy isn't just okay i'm going to it's not about money it's everybody thinks about money right and it's like everybody gets scared and a lot of people don't this is not to offend anybody at all i'm just being real most people when they hear about mercy they go okay that means i'm going to have to start giving more money or I mean, or even if it's not money they're like they start to get scared like okay what is this going to demand of me what am i going to have to do now and then there's this there Their hearts are like the nether millstone, the adamant stone, and their hearts are hard. And it's thinking about what is it going to cost me? You know, we are to, when we come into the new birth, of course, we come in with baggage and there's things that we have to overcome because there are fears and there's times that maybe some of us have shown mercy and we've had somebody just destroy us in that giving, but God wants to take you past that where you can have that walking in the fear of the Lord. This is blessed. People are always going, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord. But they're not walking in the fear of the Lord. And so when you're not, they're not walking in the fear of the Lord, they're shut up. They're a fountain that's shut up. They're like a, they're like an empty tomb. They're like whitewashed sepulchers. That like beautiful on the outside but they're full of dead men's bones. They have nothing to give. And God wants them to be filled up, but not with wrath and doubting and fears. God wants God poured mercy upon you. He wants to give you mercy now. And like I said, in the beginning, when I received that mercy, and I received it again and again and again. It wasn't like me handing you something and saying here, it's not a tangible thing. It's not some thing that you get. It's power. It's the very life of Jesus Christ. And once you receive the mercy from on high, the mercy that is built up in the heavens, then it goes into this. Now we have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What is that power? Can we just say it plainly like, okay, we receive power, power from on high for what power of mercy? Because I'll tell you something, once you receive mercy and once I receive mercy, it changed me forever. And you know, I'll tell you something. Everybody's going to suffer if you haven't suffered yet in your life. Maybe you never will. But there is a the day something's going to happen. That's going to cause you to suffer. But you want to know what? Suffering. Prepares you aforetime unto glory. How are you going to receive mercy if you never suffer anything? See, the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. I love what Spurgeon said. He says, God's mercy is so great that you may sooner drain the sea of its water or deprive the sun of its light or make space too narrow than diminish the great mercy of God. And you know, that's that scripture in Luke where it says, Give, shall be given unto you with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing. You see, we're so afraid to give. And I could, I knew this morning that when I, God was showing me about mercy, I kept hearing this word, give. And that's what Jesus is saying in my heart to you today. Start giving. Start being open. Like I t- said in my last message uh, a couple days ago, when he showed me, when I began to pray, my eyes were closed. The room was dark. And as I began to pray, I had a vision with my eyes closed and I saw a hand that was tight like this and then open up and the lord showed me that was my own hand and I recognized it as being my own hand and to start stop grab gripping on so hard to everything because really you want want to know what the truth is the more you give the more you become a vessel of mercy and god's life begins to flow through you with great power And it is rooted in the all-encompassing, penetrating, eternal, everlasting love of God. And Satan can do nothing about it. See, Satan wants to keep you small. He wants to keep us small. I'm not talking about being big tithers, being big shots. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about to the common average person that's like me. Give can you like I said to my husband today, Jonathan? Because he's like, Oh, I wish I could do so much more for the Lord. He's saying, I go, Jonathan. I said that mercy, let it flow through you today. I said, everything you do, whether you cast a smile to somebody you see might might look sad, or that you may help somebody doing something, be an open vessel flowing. We're the ones who stop up the mercy. God's God says. You know, my ear is not weary of hearing, not short of understanding. The arm of the Lord is not shortened. I can prepare a table in the wilderness for you. I can rain down manna from heaven every single day and give you twice as much on Friday. I'm a God of mercy. In Psalm 126, uh, Psalm 136, 26 times, the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. Everything starting from creation, from heaven to earth, is because his mercy, mercy endureth forever. And that mercy has been long, powerfully running. And it's a something that can never stop. And don't let it stop in you. Don't be afraid to give. It doesn't matter. And don't let the enemy say to you, uh, uh, tempt you. Because see, the enemy likes to come in and tempt. Um, oh, why are you really giving? I mean, why are you really giving? Um, Are you giving because you feel guilty? And next thing you know, you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Shut his voice off. Obey the Lord. Fear the Lord. Fear nothing else. Shut the voice of the enemy off and say, I'm going to give. I'm going to give whatever I can give. If somebody I know next door is poor and I see them wearing the same clothes every day and they're my size, I'm going to go through my closet. Like Hudson Taylor said. It was said of him that every two years he would go through his wardrobe and he would get rid of everything that he had not worn in each of those years. I think it was once a year he would do that and he would get rid of it. And, you know, when we continue to give, you know, see, there's different streams of mercy. There's a hymn, Streams of Mercy, Ever Blessed. And see, streams are meant to flow. Let God's mercy flow through you. Give, stretch forth your right hand, open it up wide. I love something Billy Graham said. He said, when God was on the cross, he put one hand in his father's hand and he put one hand in our hands and he joined our hands together to him, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you begin to let his mercies flow through you, he will begin to fill you with power Because you see, it's one thing like one of, uh, let me see if I can find it. I love what one of these old saints said, and he taught, and it was in his day. And I probably won't be able to, oh, here it is. He says, he says, uh, it is a very rare thing to toss a copper to a beggar on the street. It is generally an easier thing than not to do it. Yet love is just as often in the withholding we purchase relief from the sympathetic feelings roused by the spectacle of misery and the coppers cost you see a lot of times we give to appease something in ourselves and no one benefits from it if there's if you're struggling with a cold and hardened heart and you want that mercy to flow It's very easy. Just start one thing at a time. Be available. You have eyes to see, don't you? You have ears to hear. You may see something. And also, too, we're to have discernment. So, when we come across things, individuals, the Holy Spirit cares about them and we're be careful let him move in you there's been times I've seen people I've had a couple of dollars in my wallet but I've I was asking Lord do I do I do I but I felt no sometimes I went in Lord can I look here's a here's a good example there was a time when I was so super broke and it was when I was first married to Jonathan and he was at work and we, and I was getting ready to go to, I had to work that afternoon and I thought, oh, we've run out of cream. I like to have coffee in the morning with cream. And I said, oh my gosh, I don't even know how much money we have in the bank. And I found out there was only like $12 and some odd cents. And I thought I can buy some cream, so I went to Trader Joe's and right when I got out of the car, I saw a man, a beggar sitting by the exit door. And as I was going to the entrance door, he raises his hand up like this and he says, good morning, how are you today? And all of a sudden I felt panicky, like, oh no, he's gonna ask me for something and I don't have anything. And I felt so bad. I mean, I'm just being real. I was like, Lord, I said, I even said, I was like, Lord, we hardly have any money. I said, Lord, I would get him something if I, if I didn't, if I had more money. And he's like, and so I'm I'm walking as fast as I can. I know it sounds terrible, but I was going into the door. And even then he was like, well, I hope you have a good day. And I was like, yeah, thank you. And so I walk in and I see another guy. I could tell he was homeless and he was standing where the prepared foods are. And he was just, we had his hands in his pocket. He was just looking like this. And I heard right then the Lord say to me, I want you to buy a sandwich for the man outside. And I was like, okay, okay. So I picked the biggest sandwich that I can. They're kind of all the same size, but I picked the best one that I could. And I go, okay, well, at least I'll still have enough left for a little thing of cream. And then as I was going to where the cream was, there was bottles of water. I heard the Lord say, buy some water for him. i picked the small one and the lord said put it back i heard him i was walking away he said go back and buy the big one i looked you know it was almost three it was like over three dollars and i was like okay and then when i got to the cream i said i don't know i grabbed the little one and i thought i don't even know how much this is all going to come up to i said but if it comes down to it i'll put away the cream and you know what when i said that all of a sudden joy rushed in This deep compassion, bowels of mercy. And I got there and they rang it up and it came up to exactly what I had in the bank, except maybe three or four cents. And when I came out of the exit door, I said to the man sitting there, here, I said, I got you something to eat. And right when I said that, that guy, other guy came out. And he lifts up the bag to his friend and he goes, see, I told you if we prayed this morning for food, God would give it to us. It was so awesome. And from that moment, I never looked back. I said, nothing is mine and nothing is yours. Give, give richly, give it up and forgive one another. Forgive. If you have a quarrel with somebody right now, forgive them. Release yourself from it. And don't wait for them to forgive you. Go on. Go on and enjoy that peace of forgiveness because you showed mercy. See, mercy is in forgiveness, mercy is rooted in love. God bless you. Be that vessel of mercy today that's being prepared for heaven because it's a sanctifying power and there's nothing more glorious. Mercy is built up in the heavens. Mercy is seated upon the mercy seat. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. Mercy and truth go before his face. And Jesus says, go and learn what this meaneth. I will not. I will have mercy and not yours, not sacrifice, meaning don't bother, show mercy, give mercy, just give it, give it away. And then the more you give mercy, the more the entering into the joy of the person of Christ will explode in your body and you'll have hinds feet and you'll get up on your high places. And then all of a sudden, streams of mercy, ever blessed, will flow. And you'll become a river of riverbed of God flowing with eternal streams of mercy that will glorify Jesus Christ now and forevermore, because his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mercy to you.